On today's episode, and quite frankly, every day, content is queen. We're talking all things content marketing, even if you're a skeptic, listen on. Plus, millennials and Generation Zers get hired, but differently? All this and more today on Recur Now. From ProfitWell's Boston HQ, it is Wednesday, November 20th. I'm Abby Sullivan. I'm James Herrick. And I'm Grace Gagnon. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. First up, your daily subscription digest. It is clear we are amid a societal shift in the workforce. Yep, Generation Z and millennials are shaping the way we work and benefits SAS for managing human resources is highlighting that change on its blog deemed workist. The traditional 9-to-5 workday may be stuffy and doesn't offer much flexibility. So the big question lies, as the workforce changes, does the way we hire talent change? In this piece from Workist, we hear ways in which you can shape your business to fill the upcoming demands and incoming labor pool. Like rethinking how you write job descriptions or turning toward perks. If you want someone younger than 28, give them kombucha. If you want someone over 28, give them family plans, a 401k, and flexibility. Although I do agree with a lot of what this post says, I'm not so sure how I feel about that one. It sounds a bit surface level, doesn't it? Yeah, what might sound like frivolous food-focused nonsense perks are actually what companies like Google, Facebook, Amazon, and more use to attract the young talent that's pounding down their doors, as the Workist blog points out. For the younger generations, perks like catered lunches, excellent medical benefits, and flexible work policies really matter. What I'm totally on board with is the mention of updating your hiring strategies to boost retention. Because contrary to popular stereotypes, Gen Zers and millennials don't just like to sit around waiting to be useful. I think one of the ways hiring teams can address this from the get-go and boost retention in the process is by ensuring their onboarding process is informative, useful, continuous. The post also considers the idea of how you integrate newbies into office culture, in that the first month's time is crucial for check-in and making sure your new hires are on the same wavelength with fellow teammates. Robert Half, the oldest and largest specialized staffing agency in America, put together a 24-page report titled, Here Comes Generation Z, and it uncovers some fascinating facts. Some of those facts, well, the Gen Z preferred work environment lies with a small group in an office setting. 74% prefer to communicate face-to-face with their colleagues. And 30% would take a 10-20% to pay cut to work for a company with a mission they care deeply about. See, we might get a bad rap, but truly, we're harmless, I promise. So tell me, what do you two, as members of these two generations yourselves, feel are the most important parts of high Hiring, interviewing, onboarding. So here's where I stand. I think culture fit is huge. Not only do I want to fit in with the culture and the dynamic of the company, but I want to make sure the company's values align with my own. Now, when it comes to onboarding, I think it's important to have clear and concise instructions on what your role is. There really is nothing worse than navigating ambiguity on day one. And it's also really important to make a new person feel welcome. Well, I'm part of the Gen Z class, and I think when it comes to interviewing, feeling comfortable is key. During my interview with ProfitWell, I felt right at home. The questions asked weren't stiffed. If I recall correctly, actually, PC and I talked about some of my favorite books, and I loved that. Now that I'm here, I must admit that I love the snacks, especially the salty pretzels, except we got rid of them. So 
sad times here at Profitwell. <laughs> You'll just have to take that one up with our CPO, Facundo. And I'll be interested to hear what our audience says in this realm. Do you agree that approaching a millennial or Gen Z hire is a different beast than a baby boomer, let's say? Us three simply represent two classes here, and I'd like your input. Email me at abby at recurnow.com with your thoughts. And now, Grace on blogging, a beast in content marketing. Content marketing has become the gold standard in marketing as a way to help prospects and customers understand your business, the problems you're solving, and giving them value before they've even considered purchasing from you. The growth of content is also undeniable, with the U.S. about to see nearly 30 million blogs in the entire world, roughly five times that number. Developing a voice and a brand identity is crucial for all forms of writing online and for bloggers because your content strategy can be fundamentally who you are. Learning from fellow bloggers who have set themselves up to nail it will help establish a huge value in your own strategy. Consider an article by blogger Ryan Robinson, which features 40 top bloggers sharing their best blogging advice. A few pulled quotes of advice were especially digging. Ask yourself what you have of value that you can bring the world through your blog. Don't blindly follow the blogging advice you hear. If something you're told conflicts with what's important to you, stick to your own convictions. Create meaningful connections with your audience. And figure out what you personally stand for and jump straight in. You can hone your voice as you go. Don't wait. Start right now. Because 47% of buyers will still view three to five pieces of content before engaging with the sales rep, and companies with blogs still get 67% more leads than those that don't. And inbound close rates are still eight to 10 times those of outbound efforts. Mastering content is at the forefront of what's buzzing right now in industries across the board. Now over to Abby with a Sprout Social Special. Sprout Social drops a piece on how to use social media crowdsourcing effectively, highlighting an example of crowdsourcing that shows its effectiveness quite seamlessly, straight from the gurus at Netflix themselves. When Netflix social media manager tweeted out a question regarding when shows get canceled, which ultimately garnered hefty results for company and user benefit. And you are likely a participant of crowdsourcing, whether you realize it or not. It's the process of collecting ideas, services, and or content with the help of contributions from a large number of people. The crowd here in crowdsourcing typically refers to third-party entities that are unrelated to the business that's conducting it. When crowdsourcing is done on its own accord, we see it working its finest magic. We can gauge users' likes and dislikes amid their unfiltered opinions. So why is it so important? The look into the unfettered user experience has been an untapped key in marketing until recently. It serves as personal metadata that's valuable when measuring human data because it puts you closer to the humanistic qualities of your user. For those interested in knowing their customers better, which should be everybody here, crowdsourcing should be leveraged to benefit customers directly. Check out the Sprout Social post for an even more in-depth analysis here on the whys of crowdsourcing and how to implement. As always, we'll send a link along in your subscriber newsletter. Up next, more on the value of content marketing with the data-filled excerpts from the ProfitWell Report. Content marketing has never been more in vogue. Off the back of WordPress, HubSpot, Marketo, and countless other companies, the US is about to see nearly 30 million blogs and the entire world is seeing five times that. CAC across the board for B2B and B2C companies has increased by nearly 50% over the past five years. Yet interestingly enough, CAC based on channel tells a different story. While paid CAC is still higher than that of content marketing, CAC for content is actually closing the gap very quickly. 
Essentially, we're finally seeing content marketing come into its own and mature like the paid world did a few years ago. Compared to five years ago, we're actually publishing over 300% more per month. We're writing posts that are nearly 100% longer in word count, and we're paying content marketers and creators nearly 25% more, with a special shout out to HubSpot for making content marketers in our backyard of Boston actually 40% more expensive. That being said though, quality is increasing, but content effectiveness is dropping. The average number of shares per post has actually fallen by nearly 90% compared to two years ago. Plus, the life of an offer like an ebook is actually dropping in effectiveness as measured through lead velocity. An offer's effectiveness used to be roughly six months, whereas today, that effectiveness has dropped to less than three. So is content marketing dead? Are we gonna delete our HubSpot account as soon as we're done with this video? Of course not. Now is the time you need companies like HubSpot more than ever. Think of it this way. If the cost for me to give you a dollar goes from 10 cents to 25 cents, you'd still be insane not to pay for that particular dollar. Content is getting mature, but it's still ROI amazing. It's safe to say that the whole theory that HubSpot drove so many years ago around inbound marketing turned out to be true. And while we can give HubSpot credit, this also reflects just the shift in the market. Density of more and more companies vying for your attention and the diminishing information asymmetry that exists in the market means that our customers have more power now, and that's amazing. The onus is now on us to focus on brand, focus on education, and ultimately focus on a greater user experience to convert those prospects into customers. After all, it's the inbound way. And finally, a teaser for the Recur Network, because we can't iterate it enough. Sophisticated content will be your best friend. Truth is a tricky subject for people. We tend to think the truth is obvious, but in reality, truth is finicky, truth is rarely black and white, in a world of increasing noise, truth just takes volumes of effort to uncover. And at ProfitWell, we think it's time to take truth to the next level. The truth of what it takes to uncover product market fit. Kanye West does not have product market fit. No, it's 19%. There's such a community aspect to music, and Fender is in a perfect position to take advantage of this. The truth to understand why customers churn. 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 Churn is a fact of life. The truth of what willingness to pay actually looks like. I'm a big believer in what they're doing. 10.0. Here is absolutely insane. The truth from subscription operators in the trenches. Protecting the hustle is about believing that you can do something. And finding truth where others aren't looking. But truth isn't a destination. Truth is a journey to the center of the subscription universe, and that's a journey that we've been on since we started ProfitWell, and it's a journey that we are continuing. We're in the fall of 2019. We are launching the first media network dedicated entirely to the subscription economy. We have a dozen shows and counting, over 70 petabytes of data studied, and a group of the hardest working journalists, data analysts, and truth seekers in the subscription world all dedicated to helping you be the best subscription leader you can be. ProfitWell Recur. Subscription. True. And that's it for your November 20th episode of Recur Now. If you're not on the list to receive daily episodes, head straight to recurnow.com for free daily intel.